Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Comic Book Legion podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Clay, and today we are here with a very uh, terrified Mark from E.T. Dude, I'm scarred. Dude, you just told me the story about how you were terrified uh, from E.T. as a kid. And I, I will say, I was not so terrified. Now, I, I did come in somewhat of the same upbringing that you had said, you know, Catholic, you know, thinking everything is from the devil type of thing. <laughs> mine, though, mine, though, and I still cannot watch it to this day. I've seen the remake with, with Juice, with my co-host from Batman News Weekly, but I, to this day, cannot watch the original It. To this day. I mean, It... Penny Pennywise is also like I also don't like clowns. Like I'm not gonna be like oh if I see one I'm gonna scream I'm gonna run away like those ones that you see in Mari or something like see, that. See no but it's, I, but it's Pennywise and E. T. Um, uh, well I guess yeah with you with the Catholic I mean I don't know how Catholics do it but I'm pretty sure when you're like in those really religious like you know in those old school Latin churches like it was just extremely like strict and it was just one of those things that. Yeah, I think – but the thing is I think I did Pennywise like behind my mom's back. I think my parents actually – this is how old I <laughs> – this is how old I am. My sister and I, we were in living up – we were living downstairs while my grandparents lived upstairs because in Massachusetts, yeah. it's like one of those that's one house, but it's really two houses. Uh-huh. Um, and they were watching – God, I'm going to show my age here – Philadelphia. Awesome. With, with Tom Hanks. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they were watching Philadelphia. So we're like, hey, let's watch like a scary movie. So we on TV scrolling through guide whatever. Uh, it had it, and when I saw it, I immediately saw it. And yeah, I think I showered with the lights on and the shower curtains open because I always felt like Pennywise no, was just so, gonna straight up slaughter me. So I could. So here's the story. So I I watched it as a very very young child, and I couldn't get past like maybe 15 minutes of it like I, I couldn't even watch that okay. so uh scarred me for life now i won't scream and cry and run away from any clown but if any clown wants to square up with me you better watch out because <laughs> i am not afraid of swinging like i don't know if you remember this i think it was like almost five years ago now we actually had like a clown pandemic like people were like dressing Dude, up as clowns and like we were when we were no. moving into our previous house the one that i just sold yeah it was i mean we were living kind of like in this area where it's just gorgeous trees everywhere and mm. it was a gorgeous day because it was like kind of like fall so it's like maybe high 60s outside and my wife wanted to drive and just breathe in the air and I'm like, babe, we're not driving with our windows down because when you least expect it, some freaking dude is going to come out dressed like a clown with like a machete and he's actually really going to try to kill us. And she's like, babe, what are you talking about? And I'm like, babe, you have no idea what's going on. Ever since the remake of It came out, something has happened where people are just dressing up like clowns and they're just tormenting people. I don't yeah, even know. No. I don't even know if they were really trying to cause harm. Or if no, they were like just most of them scare. weren't. Most of them weren't. But I will say, because I'm pretty sure I saw it in the news, like at least two people dressed up as clowns died because they like scared somebody who, unfortunately, like 
pretty much just shot them or ran over them with their car. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm scared to go to theme but, parks near yeah, October yeah, yeah, because no, of like those like, Halloween horror nights. Here we have a, a theme park called Scare. Uh, it's called Carowinds, which okay. is kind of like the big. It's kind of like a Six Flags. Okay. And they have something called Scarowinds that starts maybe two weeks before, two three weeks before uh, Halloween. You start to see all the decorations, and it starts looking very Walking Dead. Uh-huh. So they were what I did not know. I mean, this was like a week before Halloween. But it looks like they were already doing test runs. Oh, and no. what happened is, is that Mm-mm. they were having like these Mm-mm. large bird cages with people inside. But when you're walking, I'm like, this is a week before. This is like at one o'clock in the afternoon. No, I'm lying, like twelve. Because I was okay. like, babe, we need to leave. We have football in like forty five minutes. <laughs> so I <laughs> priorities. Yeah, seriously. Like, I mean, who cares about my kids' happiness? This is football. It's Sunday. Uh, That's awesome. So then. We were walking past this cage, and all I see are two clowns inside, but I thought they were mannequins. And nothing scares me more than the fact that I thought that they were going to be following me. So I'm fall- I'm looking at them while I'm passing them, and all I see is their neck, like, start turning towards me. And uh, it was mm, actually, mm, mm. it was actually a dude, but he was so good that I thought it was fake. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. And I was like, babe, yeah, we, we, no. we have to go. No. Yeah, we see, have I'm, to, we I'm not to for that. Right now. I, no, nuh-uh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. See, because this is what happened after I watched the It movie, okay? I could not look at a clown without thinking of Pennywise, ever. And then, in high school, I was home alone. My dad uh, spent the weekend with his girlfriend. And I'm like, you know what? The 13 Days of Halloween is on ABC Family. Because it was still ABC Family at the time. Okay. And I told myself, I'm a man. And I'm going to watch it. I'm a man. I'm eight. Exactly. Good. So, 15 minutes into that movie, every single light was on in the house, and I was watching Disney Channel. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, I think, I think, at, Still- I think at like 16 years old, I think I was strong enough to want to um, watch The Exorcist. And I- so... And somebody who has, you know, who's have I grown- seen that all the way through? I can't remember. I, can- yeah, I honestly and just, can't remember. And just someone who's grown up in church his entire life, and you know, you just hear a lot of things within spiritual realms and stuff like that. That's a no, 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 no. I, I mean, I know the prosthet- gonna get you. I know, I know prosthetics and stuff like that. When you're seeing something age, it mm-hmm. doesn't age well. But when you're just go, go by theme by itself. When, That's why I can't do insidious. When I can't you're do those when you're things. when your family talks about how like there's witches and black magic and like the mean lady next door is gonna eat you like that that stuff gets to you as a kid, dude. That stuff definitely gets to you. Yeah. So well, I mean, I, it, it I, was tough. Like where I lived in Boston, like we always stayed in our house like we weren't allowed to leave because our next door neighbor was a sex offender yikes so we couldn't do that and then my grandma had this weird suspicion that the woman who lived in front of us was a whore because just random guys would just come into the house and she would tell me this at like five years old she's like oye marky tu no quiere ir para afuera con esa mujer en la casa and i'm like i'm like oh great this is uh this is amazing so I have a I have a sex offender, Ooh, I have dude. a whore, and my other side are like these two 
90-year-old Jewish women that I think can't oh, hear each other, gosh. so all they're doing is screaming at each other. Oh, dude. No, so... Jamaica, Jamaica plane, baby. No, I... So, you know, the whole thing about the next-door neighbor eating me, so there was this mean, mean old lady that lived right in front of my grandmother. We're going to talk comics eventually. And, I don't know yeah, why we we're will, going... Yeah, we will, we will, we will. We're going Halloween in September, but it's yeah. all good. But, uh, so... So there was this mean lady that we had a kind of ramped uh, uh, driveway. So whenever we played basketball and the ball would fall, it would go right into her yard. And okay. we would pl- we would have to play rock, paper, scissors to see who was going to get yelled at next. Was she like the beast from Sandlot? Basically, yes. <laughs> yes. And like when we would be like, oh, she's not in her yard. She's not, like, doing any gardening. She's not doing anything. She's not even on the porch. Just go get it. And we would get there, and then it's like she would just spawn, like, a freaking NPC character in a video game and just be like, what are you doing? And we're like, oh, crap. And we'd just grab the ball and run. That's terrifying. It it was super terrifying. Did she, now, look, did she look like the lady from Home Alone 2 with the birds on her? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll send you a picture of her. I'll send you a picture of her. And you're like, yeah, why do you, you have, have a, a picture? Yeah, I was I, just going to ask myself, why do you have a picture of her? Fast forward... 10 years from then, because I was about 8 or whatever, Ten, uh, fast forward 5 to 10 years, that lady is my aunt from my dad's side. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and, and I didn't find out until later, and I'm like... Wait, did she know who you were? Yeah. And she never told you? No. But it was because, Wait, is... I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to get into, like, family politics, but man like when you get two hispanic families like like actually going head to head against each other whew, it's it, it can get dirty dude um, my my entire family's cuban and our cuban family uncles <laughs> married an irish woman and married a colombian it's it it, it gets pretty hardcore yeah, yeah and so when i find this out i ask my my grandmother on my mom's side and my mom i'm like did y'all know yeah we knew then why did you tell me that she was going to cook me, steal me at like steal me out of my room at night and eat me? Like why would you tell me that as a kid? And she said, "Well, it made you behave, didn't it?" And I was like, "Oh my god. Love it." What? That 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 is horrible. I love Horrible it. and hilarious all at the same time. It's just time. like I hear those things and it makes me I I mean, I know like in today's culture Totally it, unacceptable. Not unacceptable, but, but it gives me fuel for when I finally become a father. But what I'm saying is just like, it may, I, I miss hearing stories of just how old school punishments are because you just can't get away with anything. <laughs> you can't get away with that stuff now. I mean, now like a three-year-old can get emancipated from their parents, apparently. Yeah, so like it, those things, it, I was like, oh, but I, 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 I don't know. It's very nostalgic like, but, when I hear those kind of stories. Speaking of Halloween... We're going to be talking about our first book being Joker Harley, Criminal Sanity, number That's a five. Yes, number five. Now, I will say, I like. I am so glad this book came back when it did for this week. Because you're probably wondering, why did they spend ten minutes just talking about nonsense? Because we don't have much to talk about this week. It's called a foreshadowing for what we thought of this week. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I, th- I think that this book did come out um, 
in a good week because this is a book that always makes me happy. And I, I think like the best way I can explain this this comic is I'll, I'll I guess I'll give it the example of like The Office. It's still really high quality, mm-hmm. but this is the story that felt like The Office once Michael left. Like you know, it's it was a down issue, but I totally but, get what you're saying. Yeah, it's a down issue, but even. With its down issue, it's far superior than what other and and I'm only saying that because of the hype that I was. It was very anticlimactic w- with their it's, you with know their especially you know we didn't have books for like three months and we got the tie in that you you love the world building of stories and you love like the inside I love of, I love like the intricate details especially yeah. with this kind of es- especially with what we're doing. because this book starts off with Joker of course in Harley's apartment reading the files mm-hmm. and the files that he is reading is what we saw in the tie-in issue. Yes. So if you read those you're like oh snap this is what Joker knows about himself now and how people portray him. Yes. So you know, it really does give you a lot of insight for how he's going to be thinking throughout, you know, the next however many issues this book is. Now, I will say, this book starts off, like, I know we keep giving the, the analogy of Criminal Minds, but this is peak Criminal Minds, the very beginning of this bo- of this book, about how she enters the apartment, she's like, okay, I gotta keep them talking, I got to, you know... I, I, loved, I loved the inner dialogue of yes. kind of like how... You know, because I know we kind of talked about that recently with the Batgirl book with, like, Joker. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. she realized, oh, no, this number, this button always contacted Alfred. No one's coming. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, we enjoyed that. But this one is here. Like, what made me love that... I mean, I loved that in that book, but I loved it here as well because it kind of just confirms, like, stick with your training. And yeah. and it also shows like Harley knows this like knows Joker because I think that this Joker would have killed her um, if he knew that she was completely dissecting him like profiling incorrectly. Yeah, I would say like I think that he would have found it. All right, this is really disrespectful. You know nothing of me and my craft, but I think is that she was so. You know, she was intricately putting these things like so carefully in the way that she was dissecting him that I think like he appreciated it. And I, I, I guess in this story, I just wanted more. I mean, I loved how we got a little bit and kind of like the sub segue of like his breakdown of like what got him to the point. Cause I know we've been getting that all the time, but just kind of seeing how the dude that we always thought was his father and the previous issue was revealed that he was never the dad, anyways. Yeah. So this guy was just like a dick to be a dick. And I want to – I don't know if you have the book open in front of you right now. Yeah, I got – But one thing that I absolutely love about this sequence, about, you know, the flashbacks. For one, I love the fact that, like, our, our like, current time story is black and white and the flashbacks are in color when usually, like, stereotypically, flashbacks are usually in black and white. Yes. So I still love that aspect of it. But if you notice, when he wipes his mouth, of course it makes the smile. Mm-hmm. But you see the hanger. They use the hanger as a panel. If you look. 
Oh, they did. Yeah, that's right. If yes, you look did. inside the when hangar, he's like with the, the with the dead. Yeah, when when he's just lying on the ground. Yeah, that's a that's and a cool, he and he's cool. like looking back at like okay, what am I gonna do next? And he's looking at the hangar, and so it's just like like just that kind of detail. I love it. I think it actually is really really cool. Now what he does with the hangar. Like, Turning it into the smile, that's even... Oh, my God. Like, like, it makes you wonder, like, how long did he practice that? How long did he practice it? But, like, people people always say, well, how are they going to realistically make Joker, like, this person that makes people smile when they die? This is how he does it. And it is terrifying. Yeah, it's Absolutely a very... Absolutely terrifying. He, he, like, just mangles the hanger it's a wire hanger he mangles it and stuffs it into the guy's and mouth and did you notice that the hook yeah of the it, hanger it pierced. like pierced through yeah Ugh. it pierced through his cheek it so, makes me wonder what did he do after with the knife oh well it shows it shows that he actually cleans the knife and puts it exactly where it's supposed to be inside the little knife holder no 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 what i'm saying is that you see how after once he puts the smile, he starts carving up his debt. The well, the guy. Oh, okay. So okay. it kind of made me, it made me wonder, like, what did he just? I mean, because you know he slid the throat, so I'm assuming he finished the job. Uh, but it just makes me wonder what he did after. You that. know, we you might know, get that in another. I was gonna say because of they actually put the time in making like sequ- making a sequence of him doing something with the knife. I feel like we will find out later. Yeah, but. Uh, we now see that, like, this whole sequence of him killing his dad is something that Harley is actually, like, reading and listening to. Yeah. And she's finding out that she had the killer of her girlfriend the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, and she is pissed at yep. this whole situation now. And she can't... She can't do anything about it. She can't tell Gordon because she says, you know, if I were to no, tell she'll anybody, be, she'll be a, it'll be left a mockery. Yeah, and she'll and be off the case, and everything. especially with how like how much like shit talking the detectives and everybody have been d- yeah. towards her. Yeah. Like she cannot just you know let that information out. But she gets this random video file where we see this victim inside some sort of water containment thing with oxygen and there is a bomb Mm -hmm. and they can't figure out where it's you where it is they try to be like okay well can you in you know uh zoom in on the background see if you can see anything what's going on they can't see anything noticeable uh but we find out that it is in fact at an aquarium yep and they don't find it in time. The bomb goes off. And it's not like some giant bomb that's going to destroy the entire aquarium. It's literally it's literally just small enough to blow up the glass. The water now, seeps. But, but he survived. So was this like a warning shot? No, no, no. The, the dude in there is dead. That dude is dead. Now, it's... Uh, like I said, the explosion... Man, I actually I actually thought he was alive because it, it, it didn't show any signs of him being dead. I mean, if you look at his eyes, uh, they're very bloodshot. You know, the veins are, like, you can see them. He, like, his eyes look very much glazed over. 
so I assume he's dead. Oh, I, I figured it was just glazed over because of him being, you know, underwater and just looking underwater. Okay. Well, I mean, it might. You know how, it, like, you know, it like might Clark, reveal. So, you know, if you're if your eyes are open, you're trying to see if somebody can find you or something. Yeah. You know, that water is going to end up irritating your eyes. Yeah. But when I well, saw we, that, we I, might, I thought of we it might as, like, find a out that shot. he. We might find out that he is alive because I mean, at this point, even when we see when they get to the aquarium, um, he's still upside down. Uh, he still has the oxygen attached to him. It's not like they are like. Uh, yeah, sure. It doesn't even look like they're in a hurry to like remove him. So it looks like he is dead, yeah. and it's just a crime scene. Yeah. Okay. That's sure. that's why I. No, no, that much, makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But you know, basically, we see that Joker is still watching over them uh, with security cameras and whatnot. And you know, he says, "You know, see you soon, Doctor Quinn." Like he is ready to really just like mess with her, like entirely now. Well, because now he's he's got all the cards. Yep. Like, they literally have nothing. So he can just change everything up, and they got nothing, because he knows what they're thinking and how, you know, the next... So, so, again, when I read this, I, I, I guess I just wanted more of a... I guess I was expecting more of, like, an issue of it just being a battle of the minds. You know what I mean? Like, it, the whole time... It was just in Harley's room, or mm-hmm. at least a good portion of it, and it was just them talking. So the tension that you felt in the beginning, but it was also like one of those things that when you saw that Harley was giving him, get, was giving the right answers. I don't know. There was something about like he's like, all right, well, well let's make a deal. You're going to keep following me. I'm going to keep on killing people, but no, no surprise visits in our in each other's like in our private spaces. And she's yeah. like, deal. Like, so I was like, oh, okay. Like, you could tell, like, they're already creating that weird bond that's always outside of, you know, just like what Harley's always been doing, which was always about yeah. studying him. I don't know. There was something about, like, them doing that truce. So I'm like, oh, like a subtle way of, uh, like, one of those weird friendships. Yeah. Like those, and, like those respect friendships. And, you know, it, it's for the reason, like like you said, it's it he... He wants somebody to be out there telling his story. Yes. And so, again, I'm going to keep saying it because it's still, like, I feel the vibes between Hotch and the Boston Strangler in Criminal Minds. Like, yeah. that's what this is. And, for one, we still haven't seen anything with Harley's family again. We saw the flashback, but yeah. we haven't seen anything with that. I think Joker's really going to mess with her, with her family. Possibly kill her brother or her mother, which I don't think she would be, you know, very upset if her mother died because of, you know, the flashbacks that we saw. But you never know. We, we Yeah, we I, I don't even see. know if so much about, like, oh, you killed my mom. No, but I think it's more like, oh, it's now it's getting more personal with him. Yeah. Or now he's getting close to what he perceives to be my close ones. Yeah. But so, I don't know, uh, again, it's a, a solid. It's a very solid issue. I guess I am. This book fell victim to my own perceptions of what I thought it was going to be, which was just a battle of wits. But even though it was, it still was that kind of issue. But just you know, I, I was ex- I, I was expecting also, it to be in one setting. I also want to applaud uh, Cami Garcia, the writer of this book, because. 
she has some range. I don't know if you have seen. I haven't. I haven't checked out like her Raven book or anything like that. Well, yeah, exactly. She has her her Raven book, her freaking Beast Boy book. Like she has teen novels. Like yeah, because she's doing like for DC young Zoom, adults, right? The Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when you look at those, they're very teenage friendly. Uh, very. They they are serious at some points, but you know it's just teenage angst books. And it's really good for that genre. And then you jump to this. Holy crap. Like, no, absolutely. And it's still good. Like, yeah. I, I really want to applaud her for what she's well, able to do. Well, actually, the whole do. team, and actually, we should just give props to Cami Garcia. Yeah. Miko Suyen, who's doing the black and whites. Jason uh, Badawer does the, the flashbacks. Uh-huh. And then Annette Kwok, I want to I wanna say. Hopefully, I'm not butchering the last name. But, yeah, again, this is one of those... That are yeah. This is this is how I know that it's a good book when one when you don't see an issue for a long time and it's still like yes, love it, it's still strong, yes. and I still feel connected to everything. But secondly, even when you kind of perceive it to be the weak a weak issue, it's still supreme. And again, I don't even know. If it's weak because it's weak or just weak because it's not the way I wanted it to be done when it was there face-to-face. Yeah. So I think I'm just a mix of, like, my own expectations just uh, – but I think – yeah, I think that this was a solid read. Now I just need this book to be more consistent in terms now, of I, release dates. I will say me and you both read different books this week. You know, it was definitely going to be one of those weeks where we kind of just say, man, whatever, whatever. I, th- I think that was my but, fault because I, I normally always ask Clay every week, hey, what are you reading? But for those who have seen like my Twitter and stuff like that, football is back. <laughs> so when football is back, uh, my mind, sports always takes a priority over comics. I know that's weird considering I do a comic podcast. But yes, I love sports more. But I was not aware mentally that I was going to have to be a shark for three people in their fantasy football drafts. That is awesome. So I am responsible of my uncle's fantasy football team, who he is a school principal, and he's going up against all his principals in the district. Nice. So I'm his shark. Then one of my best buds that I've known from church since I was like five years old, this dude's an idiot. Like he barely knows sports, <laughs> and he joins like a $700 buy-in. Oh, and he's my like, God. No, the worst is that he calls me. He goes, Mark, I have a fantasy football draft starting in 20 minutes. Can you do it for me? Oh, it's $700 buy-in. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Like, what are we doing here? Then it's even worse because I prepared. I'm like, all right, let me prep because this is a lot of money. Let me, like, make sure I'm doing good by him. And then the commissioner screws up the order. So then I'm yesterday driving around. I had to take my son to piano after my wife's like, babe, can you go to Hobby Lobby? And I'm in Hobby Lobby, and this kid calls me, screaming that the draft was currently on, and it was my turn to pick. So now I am shopping in Hobby Lobby while doing a uh, a fantasy football draft, and then yesterday, you know, football started. So, yes, I'm currently managing five fantasy football teams. Uh, Yeah, so I never got to ask Clay 
what he was reading, <laughs> and that's actually because I read two of the books this morning before we recorded. <laughs> that's awesome. But before we get into you know the small summaries of the books that we did read, because we do have uh, completely different books that we read, I just want to say how like so I I actually looked on the Comic Book Legion Twitter account in the past three months. We have not had a post liked more than the post that we had yesterday people of an miss, announcement. Because people missed the real Batman. I am so surprised that after all the complaining of nightmares and a little bit of what happened afterward, that people have finally been able to say... This is the real Batman. Well, I, I think it's just that you always hear, you're always going to hear the negative. Like, that's always what stands out more, and people hate it. Yeah. I mean, people are like, oh, man, it was always pulling up 100,000, and now it's in the eight. Dude, 85,000 comics sold yeah, I, every I don't, two I weeks. Don't care, it's still I don't really care, good. I don't care what you say, or even at this point, DC. Like, people thinking that Batman selling 80,000 copies is, like, a downgrade? Are you freaking kidding me? No. Like, I'm sorry. Like, no. Like, I I can tell you right now with confidence, even without looking, because as of right now, we don't have anybody that is sourcing these new numbers for the the sale or for the pe- people who are actually producing these DC comics anymore. We don't know the sales. And yeah. so DC can, you know, jumble them up however they want, which is fine. I don't I don't care that much. I am interested with some titles. But I can tell you right now, Tinian's Batman run is not selling as much as Tom King's. There's no way. There's no way. See, well, I think that there's a chance that it could be or being just as much. But I would say it's not because of the books. It's because of the George Jimenez sketch covers that for some reason are selling like crazy on eBay. Yeah. So I I think it's a complete different thing because a lot of the times when you're reading, I have yet to see like Tinian post something on Twitter stating that one of his issues are going on second print. If anything, mm-hmm. his t- his his tweets are always about teasing a new character for a future storyline. Yeah. Like King's Run, believe love it or hate it. I mean, it was and again, you and you you know, you and I we were critical. It was starting to crash. Yeah. I truly believe that it crashed because he lost 15 issues. And yep. it's very easy that hey, if you got to change things up, I mean, you've even said it with uh, Tinian that, you know what, he thought he was only having this story. Now it's gotten stretched out. And now he's past 100. So certain things have changed. Yep. When you're taking away 15, uh, 15 issues, I mean, what happened with Justice League when the movie was supposed to be three and a half hours? Well, even though it was filmed entirely different. But Oof. do a Snyder movie that was truly him and just say, hey, Zach, uh, I need you to take out an hour and a half of your movie. And fit it to two hours. Like you're giving me some PTSD here, man. Don't don't yeah. bring back those bad memories. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like no, your shirt. I like your shirt, t- by the way. Thank you. But you're totally right. You're totally right. You know. And one one big thing with this is 
I saw so many, you know, because I think it was uh, Rob that you that you commented on. He said, finally, Batman is back. And you said facts. And I was just I was just I, I went to the announcement, gif, by the way. I, I went to the uh, the original tweet of uh, DC Nation, who posted it first, and I went to the quote tweets. There are so many people that are giving that type of phrasing. Oh, finally, you know, the Batman that we know and love, or finally, uh, a real Batman story, and like all these different things. And we have been down on Tinian's run. We We just have. And I'm not saying that he is a bad writer. It's just this Batman story is not working. Because, I don't know if you saw this at all, but they are now claiming that the Ghost Hunter, the the character that's going to be introduced in 100, I believe, mm-hmm. is set, or is to believed to be Batman's oldest villain. Or oldest rival. Like Roz? N- no, it's the Ghost Hunter. It's it's this like. No, I know, but oh 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 no no. I, like, I'm sorry. I sorry. I, I thought not, you were not that not not age identi- wise. No, I thought you meant like the identity. No no no. Of they, the Ghost Hunter is someone. No no no. That- they're saying that the Ghost Hunter as a character will be revealed to be Batman's oldest rival. Oh, God. And. I'm over it, man. I, I, I feel like, well, the thing is, I feel like he kind of has taken this, like, and and it's not just Tinian. There's plenty of writers that do it because they want to be the next big thing. <laughs> Tom Taylor! <clears throat> and they keep trying to put out these characters that are going to be like, okay, this will be the next big hit. And this is what everybody's going to be going crazy over. In DC. You mean like Sinmar on Superman? I don't even know who that is. Because I was smart enough not to read Superman this week. Sinmar! But, but you know, I, I will say this. I'm very happy for t- for King. Uh, there was rumors, uh, especially throughout Batman subreddits and Batman and Catwoman subreddits and Catwoman subreddits. Uh, stating that the book was on permanent hold and that we weren't going to be seeing it until next year, uh, but I'm I'm really glad that we are going to be able to see it at the you know at least the first issue at the end of this year. Merry Christmas! But not only that, me and Juice were talking, so it has it's a total of a twelve issue story with a special in June. So we are going to be getting thirteen issues of. Batcat. So we are going to get Batcat for the entire year of 2021. We are finishing up Strange Adventures. Next month, we are starting Rorschach. We are getting three Tom King books. Like, in December, I'm pretty sure there is a Tom King book every single week of that month. Give it to me. I still don't... Rorschach is going to be an, an absolutely gorgeous book. I do, I still don't know. It's, it's it's one of those things about like, okay, Doomsday Clock. Okay, 
But it's now like we're just getting, I don't know, is this Kovacs? I mean, is this Reggie? I don't know who. Well, that's that's why I would, uh, I'm, I'm going to attempt to push this episode today. So if you look at the calendar, it is September 11th. I'm going to attempt to publish this, this episode today. Tomorrow, the 12th, is the second day of DC Fandom. There is a panel where Tom King is going to be talking to Lindelof, who did the Watchmen TV, yeah. TV series. Now, he's they said something about expanding the Watchmen universe. So this can be set, you know, either years before or years after the events of Watchmen and or Doomsday Clock and or the Watchmen TV series. So I would suggest, and remember, this DC fandom day is all on demand. So it's whenever you see there is time to do it. And it's 24 hours. So uh, from, I believe, your time, it's going to be 11. Eastern time, yeah. Yeah, 11 p.m. Eastern time to 11 I mean, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. So, I would say check it out. Uh, I'm probably going to be watching it. Uh, But there's also going to be a Joker War panel that I'll probably watch because John Ridley is going to explain a little bit more about his Batman stuff as well. Oh, I was going to say bleh. But then you said (laughs) that. So, I'm I'm, I'm curious to see where that's going to be. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so talking about uh, introducing of the characters, um, I kind of just threw in superman 25 i as i told clay and everyone here like i've been off superman for i want to say the last four or five issues um so i know that this is a new character this is the the beginning of a new arc uh i really you know i was kind of curious i've been hearing some i mean i've been hearing good things but normally from the usual suspects and I, I just feel like there's, there comes to a point where when you're only hearing a one note kind of take on a character, I'm like, all right, I don't know if I can really go with what you're saying. But I'm like, you know what, new one, let me see it. Okay. Uh, and I have to say, it wasn't bad. Like I thought, I thought it was a pretty. I am pretty looking decent... at this book, and it's nothing but dialogue. It it is it is pretty dialogue heavy, but it doesn't take long to read, if if that makes sense, um, because it's more on this you know this civilization of, I actually believe that Sinmar is kind of like, the location like Sinmar isn't a person it's like an entity, and uh-huh. these are these are just uh, a race that they're millions of miles away from Krypton, but they witnessed. Krypton exploding and they wanted to know like exactly what's going on is whatever threat that blew up their planet is it possible that it's coming our way and they happen to find oh there's a ship where's the ship going oh it's going towards earth they're like well oh my gosh like this is going to be a yellow sun should we go after them because they understand that a Kryptonian under the yellow sun they will be considered to be a light god so they were like contemplating should they destroy it. And he's like, no, this is a baby. We're not going to, this baby has done nothing wrong, but we're going to keep an eye on this individual and see if they end up causing anything, then we're going to end up, you know, striking and let's get, so let's just be prepared. 
in the meantime, it, I was really happy to see, but this is a very heavy Clark Lana Lang issue. Well, I see that. And when you get to it, I'm going to ask, but keep going, keep going. Okay. So it kind of goes from the beginning of the kind of like where you see in those moments in Smallville High and like middle school that he has a crush on Lana, but Lana's, you know, other boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. Okay. But you're, I was like, oh, cool. We got Lana. Because there's something about, I always enjoy Lana Lang. Like, I really enjoyed her character. And I think she became like a very prominent character who I really liked. Actually, with Greg Pak when he was writing her in uh, in New 52. Mm-hmm. For some reason, he made me really like Lana Lang like more than I normally did. In the meantime, it seems that the the people over at Sinmar they are choosing like someone like to be their guardian, to be like their protector, and it looks like they found someone under the name of like Alcor. For some reason, Alcor just looks like a fiery Saint Walker. He looks like just a really nice dude that's mm-hmm. not up for what these high elders are putting in store for him. In the meantime, now we're getting... This is a very typical Bendis thing that I know you hate, which is the then, now, present, then, five years ago. So it is all over the place in terms of time. So you kind of have to make sure that you are paying attention to timelines because then it's going to be like, wait, I don't understand. Where, Where are we in this story? Anyways... We're going back. We're seeing that now these these creatures from Sinmar are seeing that Superman's not really a threat. Like, hey, it's like this guy is ultra powerful, and he's like with these primitive beings that you know they like. What do they have to do to deserve it? Like, eventually, this guy's going to get bored just saving them because mm-hmm. these people are powerless. They're dumb. Now, I will say that, of course, Bendis had to do a bathroom joke, which I know that you you love so much. And when I read it, I thought of you immediately, which was when they were thinking why they were so primitive and how they were disgusting creatures. It's because they actually defecate in their own homes. Stupid. So why bathroom humor? I don't know, especially with these alien creatures that are very far away. But yeah, you got the Lana Clark kind of getting to know. So it's a lot of character building. You see Bendis kind of sneak peek. Uh. Lois Lane and what she's going to be doing in the future. Because, uh, I mean, I don't know if Lois is getting another, like, miniseries or are we going to eventually get a checkmate or whatever they're doing. I but, hope not. But it, it it was definitely a tease. Or this is her during Leviathan. And this is, you know, because you know how, it, like, timeline looks, because of COVID? It looks, like, it looks like Leviathan. Yeah. So it could potentially be because, you know, with COVID, a lot of things got delayed. So maybe that's just one of those thing of a jigs whatever but anyways gets to the time where we do get a little bit of flashbacks with lana talking about her time during the beginning of rebirth when uh when Phil so it him- was a flashback yes this was her talking about when she did have the powers okay because uh, i was like when did she get her power back like I don't, no no I don't no 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 this. no this was this was during her time that she's now in clark's apartment and they're kind of talking because she was given uh, a project to have like an exclusive on Superman now Superman slash Clank, C- Clark Kent. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting that Bendis uh, broke up Lois and Clark, and he has his own apartment now because he's an idiot. Anyway, keep going. Wait, wait. What do you mean he broke them up? Well, he 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 doesn't have them living together because no 
married couple should ever live with each other. Apparently, wait, when was this? Like in the very beginning of his run, like they they decided. To oh, not oh, to live with together. all that, with all that stuff that, yeah, okay, no, no, I thought like they actually broke up. Again, I haven't been following it, so like you could say anything, and I would believe you. <laughs> no, no, like at least I don't think so, uh, because I have not been following this either. So if people want to give us insight, but oh. I do remember that they have two separate apartments because they don't want to live with each other, even though they now know the world knows that he is Superman, but they also don't want everybody to know that he is Superman. So he like had a separate apartment. So. No, yeah, yeah. okay, no, no, that that part I get. I, I just thought something else happened. No, so this is just her flashbacks, and she was just kind of talking about how she has developed a deeper appreciation for who he is because she remembers when she had those powers and how much of a weight and burden that is and how she realized that day when she saved those people that she could not be like what Superman is. Like, she could not handle that. So like that's that's really what that situation was, but then of course um, we get to a later point where now in Sinmark and Alcor gets like a an emergency distress signal that um, something happened in their homeland and they and someone who's dying was saying like you could have been our Superman, yeah, but you refused to and he's like who's Superman, and that's you know so I I have to say I. I really enjoyed it because I enjoyed the slow moments between Clark and Lana. I usually do. And I feel that when Bendis wants to take things slow, slow in a sense of like a character building where he's not trying to be stupid, like be serious, he still has those moments where you're like, just do that always. Oh, I thought you meant. I, I thought you meant like taking a story slow. I was like, uh, no, no, Mark, not, nothing not has a, happened in twenty five issues. Like, no, no, so not. He's, he's not, still pretty slow. No, no. I mean, we're still Red Cloud, probably in Action Comics. Like <laughs> this is like July of twenty eighteen. No, not not that slow. I meant in the sense of like letting a page, like one specific page, breathe. Yeah. If he allows it to breathe without having to add so much to it, let kind of like in Superman eighteen when he revealed himself, and you saw like Perry. And you saw kind of like just the panels breaking down. It let the issue, like it let it breathe. Like there was a, you know, there was a story within itself just in six panels. Yeah. Like there were moments of that. And then, okay, Sinmar, do I care about the character? No. But for some reason, he just gave me Saint Walker vibes where he is being thrown into being a savior when he doesn't want to be. Okay. Because of things that have happened in this past. So it's kind of someone that's being coming that's kind of being forced to be a reluctant villain. Kind of I was like, okay, that's a, a, a decent enough twist where I could be like, okay, like normally you have you have reasons to want to be bad. Here it's kind of like you're being forced to and now you're seeing people dying and saying it's your fault because you could have been our hero. So I'm like, okay, this it's it's not bad. Like, this is not the atrocity of, like, what he was doing with Dr. Fate and, you know, all that other garbage. Yeah. Talking about John, I like, I can't do that anymore. So, it was okay. Good to hear. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll read it, but, you know. if, if, mean, if, it, if it, it, It's okay if you don't. Like, it's not. If, like, if it's like, you oh, can enjoy it, then I can probably find something to like about it. But, uh, 
I do want to jump on to Nightwing because this is issue 74. 74. Wait, what was his name again? Dick Daddy? No, Dicky Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Dicky Boy, that's what it was. Not, not... <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Dick Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty good. We should I'm, even show that dick down. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that one. I'm, I'm going to write that one down. Or like That's daddy, hilarious. Daddy dick or something. Sorry. All dick right. daddy. Okay. Dick daddy. Woo. But basically, this is uh, Dicky Boy uh, turning his back on uh, Jason and Tim when there is a bomb that is about to go off in a hospital. So basically, Tim Drake goes to disarm the bomb. Uh, Dicky Boy fights Jason, and Batgirl has another round with Joker. Um, that's basically the entire issue. Now, I will say that this did not play well with the tie-ins of uh, Outlaw and of Batgirl because they just didn't make sense in the way they referenced them, uh, especially since Batgirl's uh, tie-in literally had Batgirl stab Joker in the back and like somehow he's still walking and like all this other stuff. Now I will say that didn't make a whole lot of sense, but what got Dick Grayson, his memories back because yes, in fact he does get his memories back in this issue hmm. is Bay, his girlfriend of when he was Rick. Uh, she lets go of her selfishness and says, you need to be, uh, Dick Grayson again. And so all of these memories start to flood in. Really nice moments with uh, his parents, with Bruce, with Alfred, with Commissioner Gordon, with uh, Donna Troy, Damien. Like, all these nice little, like, giving him these moments of, like, remembering who he is. So I really do enjoy this. But the one thing that I did not like, or it makes zero sense, was... Tim Drake comes back after disarming the bomb. Batman shows up. Uh, and Robin is basically saying, well, how do we know that it's you? Because you've tricked us before. And and uh, Dick Grayson says, that's the problem with the napkin man. He just doesn't. And it goes to a pause. And Tim, uh, and Tim Drake's like, well, what does that mean? And Batman says... It's him. It was the last thing Dick said before he was shot. That makes zero sense. Why would Dick Grayson say that to Tim Drake, who doesn't know anything about that scenario? Like, it just didn't... Like, it makes zero sense to say do, that. Do you, do you think that because he needed to prove it to Bruce? Uh, in, instead of trying to... Because if Batman would believe it, then it was easy for others? But I think there is more personal moments... Like, you could say, hey, right before I was shot, I was saying this. or Like, you could say that, like, off the cuff. But I think there would be more personal moments of, like, oh, you saved me from being a Talon. You know, mm. back, you know, when this happened. Or, you know, I had to give up the Nightwing name because, you know, society knew who I was. And, like, like referencing older stories that we would know. Like, okay, that's how they know he is back to being Dick Grayson. I feel like that would have made more sense than, oh, yeah, this is one sentence. 
that Tim Drake would have no clue about, but only Batman would. Like that okay. that that doesn't help explain to the other Bat family members that he is back to being Dick Grayson. That's that's my only quibble with it. But at the very end, he does say, "Hey, where's Bay? Like, where'd she go?" And at the very last panel, it says, "I hate Gotham. Uh, always have. From now on, when I think of how this city took Rick away from me, I always will." And she is just like super sad, walking down an alley. And my only thought was, "Oh God, let's hope she doesn't become a villain." Like, because I just th- think that would be like super stereotypical. Like. Oh, Gotham took the one person I loved. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, I think they will eventually get back to it, to this story with Bay, but like, Dick Grayson is a manho. Like now he has another girl like hanging on him. Like just like, I I I can't keep doing this. Like the the one girl I keep forgetting her name that he had a genuine relationship with at the beginning of Rebirth. I actually point. liked her, man. The girl that she, became like that bird, that yes. her past life was like a bird thing. I don't remember. No, no, no. She she was a criminal, and her but her, her alter ego was like some bird something. No, no, no. That was her partner. Her partner, oh, was, partner was was the was the dove or a dove thing or or whatever. Yeah. But she, she, I loved her. Yeah, she had like that. Not like an orphanage, but she had like a whole bunch of like yeah. yeah, 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 it, yeah, it, yeah it was a it was a place where like basically villains would go and have like basically like an equivalent to an AA meeting. Yes, like, that that book was awesome. I love those stories, and to the point where it got super serious with like she she took a pregnancy test, and like we we're like oh my god. Like freaking Dick Grayson's about to be a father, like it got super serious, and I love those stories. I, I I can't do that again with like a third person who I don't even care about. Like honestly, like so if 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 she disappears for a while, uh, I'm totally okay with it. But I hear you. Uh, I really hope Tinian takes the uh, reveal of Nightwing seriously because. For the fact that Nightwing isn't coming back in his own title, I think is bullcrap. Um, Tinian wanted him to come back in his book. And I swear, if it's just as much of like, oh, you have the suit on, let's go. I'm going to be super pissed. They need to make like a good six pages of like him becoming Nightwing. Like of him like donning the suit. Like make it a big deal. Because if it's not a big deal, then it shouldn't be in a Batman book. It oh, her, be... her her name was Sean. Her name was Sean? Why do yeah, you call her, her Bay? No, 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 no. The girl that he liked, and her nickname was uh, uh, Defacer. Oh, that okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And she had, like... like Blue hair. Blue hair. She was, like, a spray painter, I think. Like Yeah, yeah, that's why yeah. I liked the Defacer. Yeah, sorry, I was, yeah. I was kind of researching and like, remembering. That's that's why I liked her most. She was she was a spray painter. It was awesome. But, but if... if Honestly, Nightwing has been definitive enough to be in his own title. He should have gotten his suit back in his own title. But if Tinian makes it memorable enough, I'll be, okay, cool. He's Nightwing, and in issue 75, he's going to be Nightwing for the first time in his own title. I'll be okay with it. But if they're just like, oh, hey, there's your old suit. Let's get going. Like, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, soon we're very close to it. So I'll run through this one quickly. Uh, I know I went long with the Superman one, 
But that one had too many, like, introductions. Uh, Wonder Woman, uh, 762 by Mariko Tamaki. Um, the art was done by, man, my, I can't. It's uh, Carlo Barbary. Matt Centinelli is the inker, and Alejandro Sanchez is on, on Colors. Uh, this was a book that was pretty much kind of it, it. It felt like it had themes of like Greg Rucka in the beginning of New Fifty uh, of 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 Rebirth, kind of talking uh-huh. about truth and lies. Because again, we all know who uh, Diana is dealing with in regards to Maxwell Lord. Well, this goes. This takes it, I guess, to the next level of their partnership. Where now it kind of feels like if you ever watch like Blacklist, that now the criminal is on the streets, like. Yeah. Working with the hero. Uh, and that's kind of what you're getting here. You're, you're getting to know a little bit more because things are just getting worse. And she's again wanting to know, like, what's his end game? And he says, like, well, people change. And she goes, well, then why did you change? And there is a flashback that he, that Maxwell Lord mentions that ever since the, the source wall cracked, everything, I guess it's, he's had one of those epiphanies of everything that's been thrown his way uh and he kind of like came to with like whatever's happened in you know with snyder's run at at the beginning and we'll we'll find out more later on on what got him to this fate where i guess he believes because wonder woman's always been like well you've always why would you from always wanting to destroy the world and all this countless times now she's like well i was never trying to destroy the world i was trying to protect it from you because he never, you know, so that was like his his thing. It wasn't a world issue. It was me and Wonder Woman issue. Uh, so here they are. You know, they're working together. There is a there is this moment where uh, they're in a diner and we're still getting this, you know, the people getting mind wiped. And there is somebody that takes a shot at Maxwell Lord. And Diana saves him, protects him, you know, deflects the bullet. Uh, but he does... Uh, get really upset because somebody was that close to killing him and he goes you are a terrible shot for a man who thinks he's a dog and And he makes him that's awesome and the guy automatically (laughs) starts barking and maxwell lord is pissed off and the way that the art is done it you know it's pretty funny like how this guy just straight up looks and just has all the mannerisms of a dog now wonder woman does force him to to change it but in the meantime uh, I'm already forgetting what Maxwell Lord's daughter's name is, but uh, she ends up commanding the driver to find Wonder Woman and Maxwell Lord and stick the car up their butt, which lo and hold just means crash the car. And that's when she just, you know, 100% just, you thought it was going to be subtle, but it, no, it was like Wonder Woman's like, you! And she goes, yep, yeah, it was me. Hi, Dad. My name's Liar Liar. So her huh. her her name, villain name her villain name is liar liar and she's just there with Etta Candy and all the military police under her under her spell um, and I want to say it's because of the rabbit. You don't think it's like her power? You think it's the rabbits? I mean, it could, but it's just one of those things that she's always like calling out the rabbit, you know. Like for, for okay. some reason, every time you see her, it's just it's one of those things I'm gonna forget, and um, I want to say it's like Blinks or something. Oh, who's like uh, the like the Red Lantern's cat? You know, like um. Oh yeah. 
I mean, I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank on, on the Same. name. Same. But it's one of those things that I just don't know why. Like here, she's talking to the driver and it was fine. But then when she goes, uh, come on, whatever the rabbit's name is. And then when the rabbit gets like on her lap, that's when she like says her command. So I just don't know if there's like this weird a uh, thing. And I don't know. Like when, when I see that aura... I mean, I know it's a rabbit. It's not like a skunk where it's just like farting like that spray for a defense. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things. That I don't know why I feel like the rabbit has a lot to do with it. But, you know. Now, I will say this. I'm looking at this book. I didn't read it, but I will, I will end up reading it later because this is a run that I do want to continue with. It is a dirty trick for DC to be like a new Wonder Woman story. With headlighting artist Mikhail Janin, and he does one issue. He did the first two, and then the last two have been uh, this creative team. Uh, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Barbary, which I've met. I, I have some uh, like his his prints. Uh, he yeah. was at and Santorelli. I've I have his stuff from Ninja Turtles. Very nice, but like I. I, I really wanted Mikhail Janin to be, like, majority artist on this. And I understand that because of the way he does his art, it may take a little bit longer. So, we may not see him for another two issues or so. But, like, at that point, you're just, like, at least have him complete, like, a full six issues and then announce it, you know? But it is what it is. Now, I will say uh, the only or, other or book- at least Or at least find an artist that can complement his style yes. to at least keep it consistent instead of it being you know yeah something exactly yeah now i will say the only other book i did read was hawkman guest starring the justice society of america now i, I will say I, I, I didn't read them i will say i just noticed this the justice society of america is the old school logo on the cover which nice. looks amazing uh, I love, speaking of Mikhail Janin, that is uh, the cover right there. Uh, I love his freaking Wildcat. His Wildcat looks awesome. But uh, this issue was just an overall just fun team-up with the Justice Society. Now, it does still linger on uh, Hawkman and Hawkwoman. Uh, you know, we kind of dropped off of this book, which is a little bit depressing, but I am going to go back and read it. Uh, I feel like Venditti has done an amazing job on this title. You know, it's a very depressing uh, situation of him having to get off this book because of its cancellation. Mm-hmm. But I will say the the whole mystery of who made him the person that he is was apparently solved. And they now only can live one more life. Like Wait, they, can, I, can, I, can I give you a breaking news? What? I don't know if this is true, but I just got a DM from Kevin. December's Superbooks are the last from Bendis. Don't don't play around with me. Don't play around with me. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't <laughs> this is the most breaking news ever. This is don't, live. Don't play with me. I am I am looking this up right oh, now. Oh man. This is hilarious. Don't do this. I'm actually writing it right now. I'm like, I just announced it live on the podcast. This is amazing. How? 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 how where is he reading this? Because uh, I'm a, was the wow. You got to check out the solicit. Seems like Snyder 
is definitely in control of setting up the future of the DCU. And December Superbooks are the last from Bendis. He wrote me this, 1222. Okay, hold on, hold on. So, December... So, Hawkman was good. Yes, Hawkman was good. Okay, real quick. Hawkman was really, really good. Uh, We do find (laughs) out that there is only one life for them to live now. They can no longer uh, uh, reincarnate. But, for me, how is Venditti going to do this to make Hawkman still a relevant character? Are they now just going to live their lives in the history of the Justice Society? And every story now has to take place within the Justice Society? Or is they, are they going to get their their powers back? Now, the really cool thing that Venditti did in his run was state that every life that Hawkman and Hawkwoman are living are all going consistently at the same time. Like, the way time is played throughout their lives, it is a constant. So, even though it's in the past, it's still going on right now in the sense of, like, if he were to die and be uh, regenerated or reincarnated into the Kryptonian, like, mm. he, 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 he can move forward and backward in time depending on just, you know, at random, basically. Okay. And so... My thought was, like, just because he's dead here on this life, does that mean all his other ones then die too? Because of the way he kind of explained it, uh, throughout the series anyway. So, if that's the case, maybe we just see, like, maybe he is just a person who is lost throughout time. And okay. th- in that case. Uh, and in that case... I think Hawkman can still work. And even they can say, like, those reincarnations of Hawkman can know, okay, this is my last life. I am no longer going to be able to remember anything else after I die because then I'm just going to be, this is one and done for me. But we can still see him in, let's say, the future as Carter Hall, but we can no longer see him as the old western hawkman or the egyptian hawkman or you know a freaking steampunk utopia hawkman that's in the future that no one has made up yet you know those kinds of things okay but i i still really enjoyed this issue the art was great um it had a little bit of cheesiness and i loved it just because it is the justice society there's a moment where you know you kind of need to have a little bit of that Wildcat has always been seen as this, like, old veteran. And there's one point where he gets hit by Huntress, and everybody kind of stops. And they're like, oh, crap, Wildcat, do you do you need help? And he just, like, wipes away the blood, and he's just, like, ready to go. Like, I, I don't want, like a, like, a full series of Wildcat, but I need a, like, three to six issue miniseries on Wildcat. Like, I really want that. I, dig it. I think it would be really, really cool. Uh, but he, uh, Venditti, did a really good job on this issue. I think there might be one more, or this might be the end of it. But even so, uh, it's still a great series. And I, I do want to go back and finish it. Damn it. 
I th- I'm, I'm looking at the solicits now. I think Kevin read it wrong. The powerhouse creative team of Bendis, Romita, and Klaus Jansen wrap up their run on action comics with House of Kent. Ep- like it kind of <sighs> makes me feel it's it's so, more. So so we're finally gonna get good art. That's by that's basically it. Yeah, that yeah. was action comics, and now I'm looking at Superman. Brian, ba- it's the Man of Steel's last stand in this final tale by the superstar team of Brian Michael Bendis, Ivan Rice, and Joe Prado. Oh, okay. Well, it looks like it's both. So, either Bendis is gone or Bendis is no longer working, but it kind of makes me feel like it's, it's yeah, it looks like it could be the end now that I saw it on both titles. Um, so Whoa, we'll- you see this title? Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Last Stories of the DC Universe. That doesn't mean anything to me. I'm just going to see, like, a, a hot dog in the shape of a bat. Like, I'm, I don't care. Death Metal, The Last 52, War of the Multiverse. Now, that's a Dan Mora cover, so I might just buy it for that. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, it looks like a lot of... Now, this, a, is, a, this is one that I wanted to talk to you about because I think this is bullcrap. Tales of the Dark Multiverse, Dark Knight's Metal. That literally makes zero sense because the whole entire reason that the Dark Multiverse is a thing is it's because, because of, the, yeah. of metal. So maybe it's going to be them in like a spa. Like it's just like the light. Like the dark, dark, it's just going like to equal out to. It makes zero sense. Now, yeah, I, under- no sense. I understand that the Tales of the Dark Multiverse are like, oh, what if the heroes didn't win? But if you notice... The heroes didn't win in metal either. Yeah, yeah, so, no, it, yeah. That, that that doesn't make sense. And it, but it does look like a lot of stories are going to be this endless winter. Um, seems to be that it's going to have like its own special number one, but then part two, part three, part four, part five are all in. It could be Flash. It could be an Aquaman. In it looks like Andy. See, Laning. I thought. I thought. Endless Winter was a Tom Taylor thing, but yeah, I saw the writer was not uh, Andy, Tom Taylor. Andy Landing and Ron Mars. So, oh. and it looks like, and they're the ones writing all of those, Interesting. Uh, all of the stories in each book. So, I'm I'm curious. That's that's surprising. And Andy so, Landing on a Superman title, though. Yeah. See, like the thing with Andy Landing is like I don't know is Andy Landing, like is Andy Landing a thing because of. Like, is he good enough on his own, or was it just Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning working together when they were doing Annihilation? Yeah. Like, is it the combo, or... That, because, I mean... Well, and that's probably why he has a co-writer on this series. Maybe. Because, I mean, Ron I mean, Mars, Ron Mars, you know? I, mean I like Mar- Ron Mars, too, but... I mean, because I think Abnett, Abnett's done pretty well for himself. Like, he's done good. I haven't... I don't hear... I know that Andy Lanning has done a lot more, like, smaller projects and stuff... I I will say this because it's December. I really do like the fact that like there is a like winter theme story throughout what looks like throughout the entire month of December. I will say that. I think that is kind of cool. Um, really gets you into the winter spirit. Now, uh, I am seeing a whole lot of this clown hunter and ghost hunter uh, thing for Batman, which is kind of depressing me, but. Uh, I mean, 
we do get American Vampire uh, by this point because issue three is going to be out. Uh, and we get Sweet Tooth number two. Yeah, the return. Yeah, it's coming back. That That's cool. Nice. I'm pumped about that. So, um, the last book, and I'll touch on it quickly, uh, is because I really don't know all the other stuff that's going on, which is The Flash. I mean, it seems like a lot of people are have been really enjoying this last, or at least one of the running runner-up arcs of Williamson's run. And I, I, I want to think people really like this is just because you're just seeing more and more of the Flash family getting together. But now it's not only is it the Flash family of current, but like the Flash family of like 200 years, like 200 centuries in the future. Mm-hmm. They're just getting to like all be together. Um, I think reasons why like certain listeners like a Kevin does it because he loves Jay Garrick. He loves the JSA. And I think Max Mercury is one of his favorite and they're kind of like headlines in this, in this issue. And, you know, because of Max Mercury and you, him using his meditation, he was able to communicate with the, the future flash families to bring them back because they needed them because of reverse flash in the family that he brought. So I'm, I'm guessing those are the things that people liked. Um, but besides that, um, there was a cool, depending, uh, depending on how you feel about it, but it looks like, I don't know if this is a new power, but I feel like it was, even though we've kind of, we were hinted at it and I believe it was, I don't know if it was the button or when was it that we saw Jake Garrick and he was running and we kind of saw like a spirit of, of reverse flash. Was that, was that the button when he was running? And no, I think that's when he was just trapped in the speed force. Anyways. Yeah. It seems that in this issue, reverse flash, when he again talks about him idolizing Barry and because of the betrayal that he felt, he just felt it was upon himself to just ensure that it wasn't only about murdering his mom. It was about just making sure that his entire existence would be ruined. And we find out that he has been able to tap into the negative speed force to, I guess you could say, lay the foundations where he can just go into time and create doubt into your mind. You know, like when you start to hear like a voice, like a whisper? Yeah. Well, it was him when you saw like Wally, the reason why you're seeing like Wally start going down when you saw the flash war, which the things that led to um, August, August trying to figure out who killed his brother. Like this was all and led to him becoming God. This was all him planting these ideas into your mind because of like he was like a whisper in your mind, like a constant whisper. Huh. But you never knew it because he was doing it through like the negative speed force. So you're just seeing like all all these moments and that's when you have uh, Barry just go absolutely nuts because now he realizes that everything that's been going wrong and that we've been seeing has literally been him just planting those seeds. Okay, so I, I, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, they they hinted at this in the Flash 750 when we had that Jay Garrick story. We saw uh, Jay hear something, and we didn't know what it was. And okay, we, that's we, okay. We saw that it was Reverse Flash, but we had no idea in what context what was going on. Yes, this ties everything together. 
this ties it yeah this ties it all together and here yes there was this moment that yeah they're trying to figure out how can they defeat the enemy and it was actually because it was becoming overwhelming and but the kids all the kids of the past and the 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 present and the future did did you see this it it shows that that reverse flash was the reason wally did what he did in heroes in crisis Yeah, yeah 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 that's that's insane yeah, so there is that moment that when they start striking into blows, it became like the the crack happened again, which was the blue light, which this is now, you know, reverse flash kind of like having PTSD, like, oh, you know, God is here. God, you know, like he's having that again with Manhattan, but now you're having Barry listen to the whispers and the voice of Wally saying, find me. Mm-hmm. So you're 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 having like now it's like the battle of whispers, I, I, and you know there's like, there's like this cool moment that the kids are trying to figure out how can they defeat the enemy. Jay wants to give his two cents, but Max is like, hey, hold on, let them think about, it. let it think it through, and then you kind of see them all working together, creating an idea on how they can defeat the enemy, and you know they were able, you know they were able. To, so it with the Flash family stuff, it felt really cool, like seeing them succeed and that kind of stuff but it's you know at the very end you do have like the berry i'm going to kill you thon so mm-hmm. i don't know what that's going to be i highly doubt that williamson's going to end his run with barry being a freaking killer so that's probably you know just like yeah, uh, i think the little... next issue is going to be the last it's last issue 100 it, it's uh issue 762 i think that's his last oh, issue snap. okay so then it might be a wally thing so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens i think now he he does have the tie-in for death metal but i think as far as his run on the flash 762 might be his last okay yeah so i mean overall it was it was a nice it was a nice issue like it it it, it has the you know, it has like all the themes and the touches of it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at this Brad Anderson right now on Twitter, and he posted it looks like a death metal cover that uh-huh. Gary Frank did, and it is just absolutely gorgeous. Nice, just beautiful. But yeah, man, it's so again, it ups and downs. But this week wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be because I thought I was just going to be reading Criminal Sanity. Um, but I was, I was pleasant, uh, well, criminal sanity and wonder woman, but I was, I was happy enough to say that, you know, I, I enjoyed for the most part, everything that I read this week. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. You know, I, I was going to bring something up as far as the, uh, the, the article that I sent you yesterday. The, Did you send me an article? Yeah. The generations. Oh, Okay, but that's right. I didn't I, even read it because of the, I. I think we will wait. We'll we will wait on it. We will definitely wait on it. This is already a hour and twenty minute episode, so we'll wait. We went too long talking about ET. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, with that, guys, we are a part of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Go ahead and check them out. They have a plethora of different shows. That being uh, of all nerdy things, being. Uh, Valiant Comics, uh, Indie Comics in general, of course, DC and Marvel, all sorts of really cool stuff. So go check them out. 
Um, you can find us at the CB underscore Legion uh, Twitter account. Uh, we would like to hear from any of y'all. You know, of course, we, we love talking all nerd things. Now, of course, Mark might be a little uh, out of commission due to sports, but I am always here. And you can find me at FanboyClay on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and at FanboyClay10 on PSN. So check me out there as well. You still haven't sent me a fan request. I have it written down, though. I have it like literally right here. I have a post-it note. I need it's to. Okay. I need to. I, need I haven't to been. Edit. I haven't been on PlayStation in a week, so it's okay. Nice. Are you getting an Xbox? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, uh, I, I, I told everybody, I am willing to pay double that price for a PS5. No, that they, me, me too. That they gave too. out. So, yeah, I, I, I'm okay with paying double. It's, it's all good. Awesome. I don't even remember because I was reading something. Did did you plug me? Not yet. I, I was asking oh, okay. where no, could no, they find you. Because you, you were talking about me in sports, so I didn't know if you plugged me. So, thanks nice. for being a good teammate. Ass. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, you can find me at Mark Reese Comics. I'll still post stuff, but yeah, right now between being a commissioner of a of a of a fantasy league, I'm all in the DMs. So, I'm I'm better to get a hold of there. But with that being said, Clay, pleasure as always. Yes, of course. And we will see you guys next week. See ya. See ya.